Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, everyone. Tim here. I just want to quickly address the delays that have been in the past weeks regarding the release of each episode of Movie Mind. This is mostly because Nick and I have been working on making this show an even greater mental health podcast for 2021. So this will not happen again. And um, thank you so much again for listening to our show every single week. It means a lot to Nick and I. Thank you. And now enjoy the episode. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Sean Davini. Sean is a well-known rock singer and was the lead singer of the Australian rock group Shortstack. He's had number one albums, has been Channel V Artist of the Year multiple times, and has appeared on the front page of Rolling Stone magazine, amongst many other accomplishments. Sean, thank you for coming and having, this is actually a second chat, so the first one was our, you know, little preparation, we, you know, got to know each other, now we can have the proper one. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about it, I get to chat to you again. I <laughs> really sounds am... well paid. Exactly, Every exactly. <laughs> exactly right um but yeah look i appreciate you making the time to come back on mate and have a chat um thanks how have you been good good i had my um second son which is pretty cool since the last time we spoke so he's all good him and his mom are doing really good which is awesome it must seem like i'm this really busy person but i'm i'm really not <laughs> i just have a annoying schedule <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, mate, congratulations on that. I mean, it's pretty, not, not many more significant things um, can happen in, you know, a two week period than that. It's pretty, pretty incredible. And yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. And it put things in perspective as well, you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, especially during this time, you know, it gives you that perspective with all the chaos going in the world. It reminds you what's important, you know, what's really yeah. important and where we should be putting our focus. 100%. And especially like, the last place you want to be is at a hospital, you know what I mean? And everyone's there like with masks and stuff. And you're like, this is so hectic, but it ended up being pretty cool. Cause like only people at hospitals now, people that need to be there. So there wasn't that many people there. So it was like in and out. It was really cruisy. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. No, good to hear, mate. <laughs> yeah. Made it easier for you. Um, so mate, I got you to do this last time before we go into it. Um, can you just give me like a, just a, a brief background on, you know, where you've come from, what you've done, what you, you know, where you came, how you came to what you're doing now, uh, yeah. just for the listeners to, you know, have that background on you. Sure thing. So people probably know me best from um, singing and playing guitar in short step, which is, uh, I suppose we grew up as a punk band uh, in high school in Budgeoy, which is a very, very, very small town in New South Wales, which is right on the beach. And uh, we went to high school together and we started playing gigs and then one thing led to another and um, we put out music that people sort of really enjoyed and got behind. Um, and that was about 10 years ago now. So we had our, we had our first number one album 10 years ago, which was our first album. And then we had another couple albums and then we broke up 
and then we uh, got back together and then we did another album then we broke up again <laughs> and now we're back together again <laughs> we met through a um we got a mutual friend of ours called Sonny and we used to like um crash on his floor in, in Bondi when we were like oh, I was probably like 19 or something like that like, we pretty much lived with him for like two years without paying any rent just us sleeping in his lounge room <laughs> and uh he's like the funniest dude he like took us out clubbing and like taught it he, like our first night clubs we went to were with him and he just taught us how to be party going adults <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny he's definitely a character isn't he he's um he's so crazy <laughs> yeah i can Im- i can imagine that so um he, yeah i met him uh in vancouver last year so yeah he's uh Definitely, you know, a, a good friend to have and uh, different than, you know, most people that you'd meet. So, Sonny, if you're listening, um, thank you for connecting us, by the way. to make sure we mentioned him. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's why we've had to re-record this, just for you, Sonny, so we can get your name in here. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Sonny, for con- making the connection here. Um, so you had to come back to a plan for, for this year, I, I think you were saying last time. Um is that still going to go ahead at some point or what's, what's happened with that? With so we going going on the world? For April. Um, so initially we, yep. we sort of wanted to um, play a couple of shows cause we missed it. We haven't done anything in about four or five years. So we all got back together. Um, and yeah, we thought we'd play a show to like a couple hundred people. And then the first show sold out First shows around the country sold out in like a couple of minutes. And then we put the second ones on sale and they sold out majority of them by the end of the day and this was all like february i think um so then obviously shit hit the fan (laughs) we were meant to do it around july (laughs) so that's been moved and the crazy thing is when we were thinking about moving it the first time we our booking agent jeremy he said move it as far as you can in advance because you know you don't want to have to move it again so we we initially wanted to move them to december Mm, to april because you never know what's going to happen and that was like march and we were like there's no way this stuff's going to be going on in December. Like you, you've been a bit weird, man, but now we're pretty glad we moved it to April. Yeah. I remember coming back in, in March and I thought I'll, I'll come back for a month to, you know, that'll be a, enough time to, you know, come and see the family and things will calm down and they'll go back overseas. And now it's like, wow, you know, are we even going to be get to the end of the year? It's still going to be going. So I think it's, it's a very wise move that, that he did that, uh, that he gave you that time and, but no, mate, it's, I, I think that's another testament to the strength of your band that you guys, like you said, you broke up quite a while back and now you're back together and you sold out that quickly. I mean, you must have incredibly loyal fans for that to happen. We haven't figured out why yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> to us as well, we don't really get it. Like, there's a lot of better bands. Well, you guys are good. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're pretty good. You're good. Uh, like from, I didn't, I didn't know about you guys. I think I sort of missed. You know, it wasn't sort of right time for me and what I was into. But looking back, and I had a listen, I was like, you, really good, and it's it's impressive. And I mean, it, I think it's a testament to you know what you guys did. Crazy thing about our band is like the people that really, the people that knew about us really, really, really were into us. It's kind of cool. That, like <laughs> after all this time, the people that were into it are still, are still really into it, which is sweet. And it's kind of like we're going in to record again in like a couple of weeks, which is something we didn't really have in mind. Like we've got like a record label, you know, involved now, which is crazy because we like, it mm. feels like we sort of, it's something we kind of just fell into, you know, and we sort of took it for granted. <laughs> but now we're, we're in a position yeah. where we really appreciate it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. And I think, like, two really good points there. It's sort of, um, you know, number one, we spoke about last time, I think, when we were talking about, you know, the music industry, the entertainment industry, basically where the world is now, where everything's about how can I just amass more of whatever I'm trying to get and, you know, moving quickly and, you know, just wanting things for the wrong reasons. I, I think having a more core fan base, not maybe everyone didn't like you guys, but the ones that did, loved what you guys did and and they're still there now and i think that's so much more important and it's a lesson that we should all you know take in whatever we're doing it's about it's not about like i mean one of the things i keep saying is we shouldn't measure success based on you know money or fame or any of that it should be on impact if we look at how how much impact can i make in the world you know then it changes how you view things yeah well there's this it's super interesting story and i'm, I'm paraphrasing it so I'm, I'm probably getting it very very wrong band was called the Dresden Dolls. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. And it was like ages ago. And oh, I forget what the singer's name is, but like the singer of the Dresden Dolls, they signed to a major label in America and they were like meant to blow up and stuff like that. And they released their debut album and they sold 30,000 copies. This was like years ago. And now like 30,000 copies is a huge amount. Mm. Digitally, but back then it wasn't. And the record label considered it. A right. But then she did a Kickstarter by herself doing her own album and she sold... 30,000 copies of it, which is crazy doing it by herself. So it's just so interesting that like wow. the same fan okay. it just followed her and, you know, doing it by herself or doing it with a label, the people that were into her were just into her. So I, I probably butchered that story, but <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I think it's a really cool message and, you know, it goes to show, you know, that it's not just about, the amount the sheer number of things it's about you know it comes down to quality and and it, it, it differs in you know whatever you're doing um like and he, yeah too, you know like who would have thought that and and it's just like if you believe in something and other people sense that they get the vibe they get behind it and that's sort of our approach to making music now too it's like we're not really doing it for anyone but ourselves and our fans i guess and there's no real like, you know, it's cool to get played on the radio and shit like that, but it's not that important now because as long as you believe in something and other people gravitate towards that rather than just, you know, let's write a single to get played on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's such a good message and that sort of um, mindset that people like that have that I just, I want to do what I want to do because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it and I'm just going to do it. Um, because I think, I think we, we often, you know, wanting permission to be able to do something or we want to be told, no, you're, you're good enough. So now you can do it or you're, um, you know, whatever it is, or we're waiting to be told we're good enough until something happens or we, you know, make X amount of money or whatever it is, rather than just being like, you know what, I believe in it. I love what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it. doesn't matter what, what else happens. I'm just going to do it. And the beauty of what we're doing, I think we did touch on this bit last time too, is like to be creative now, whether it's acting like what you do or music, what we do compared to like 10 or 15 years ago, the barrier for entry is so low. Like you can make, yep. A music yep. you can record music on your iPhone. You know what I mean? Yep. 10 yep. years ago, that the same quality that you can get on your, on your iPhone will cost like tens of thousands of dollars years ago. And now you can, kids can do it in their bedrooms. So that's something that excites me. And it's just, you know, you don't have to have this huge machine behind you anymore to be creative. You can just do it yourself pretty easily, which is exciting. It's it, it, exactly like you said. I mean, I was, we were chatting about it before about you know setting this um, this call up and this this chat we're having that you know it's like you can run, do these things from your bedroom. Like you can sort of 
be creating podcasts, creating music. You can make a film on your iPhone if you want. You know, there's been feature films that have been solely filmed on an, on an iPhone. It's crazy. So um, <laughs> going back to another thing we spoke about last time, and, you know, you, you're saying before about, you know, you had this success at, at such a early age and, you know, you weren't able, which now, you know, which is I think it's such a great thing that now you're making, you know, you do it you're the band's back together, you're doing another tour, you can really appreciate it now, you know, being a bit older and understanding, holy crap, you know, like this is pretty amazing what happened. But at the time it would be so hard um, not to get caught up in, you know, just thinking I want more or this is no- normalizing it and not understanding. This is no- this doesn't happen to most bands. 100%. And this craziest thing about it is you're so right when you're, now we sort of are doing it again without doing it for a while. We realized how lucky we were to be in the position. And the thing yeah. is, before we get hung up on such small things, but now we're like, oh, fuck it, you know, like, if yeah. it's, I don't know if, if someone's meant to do something and it didn't, it didn't eventuate or it didn't plan out the way we were, the way we would have wanted it or it didn't go perfectly. We, we really get hung up on it before. But yeah. now I'm like, well, it's not the end of the world if something goes wrong. You know what I mean? Like, let's just really, you know, practice a bit of gratitude around the situation we're in and and that's 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 pretty much it more than anything else like we're just yeah so grateful to be able to do this and you know to be able to do this for so long and just be in this position where after 10 years people care about what we do which is pretty crazy because you know it's it's like and that's that's what it is like, cool. it didn't come from a tv show or a talent show or anything like that it's just a couple of kids playing in the garage together on the central coast and then people got behind it and now we're still it. <laughs> which is the cool thing like you did the joe rogan approach you guys just went and did it and you know it started to started to go from there which is so cool like you said you didn't do it from going on a tv show or any you did it organically i remember last time you were telling me you know like which would be a crazy thing to do now of you going around and just going you know going to these like pubs and different random venues and just playing in front of you know like f- from that you'd absolute grassroots to then getting to where you got to uh would be so satisfying as well just the the being you know that transition would be just an enjoyable thing to be part of doing 100 percent. and the strange thing about it and we always try to figure out like it's it's very difficult when you do it from that point of view to figure out what was the point where everything changed because it's like everything gradually got bigger and gradually did this and gradually did that yeah a lot of artists that you know, put out, they're like, oh, well, everything changed for us when we put out this song, everything changed for us when we did this tour. But for us, it was like, it was such a gradual thing of like little, little bit by little bit. And um, yeah, I, I think now, now everything's a lot more instantaneous and, you know, it's a bit different. But back in the day, when we, we kind of had to play the pub gigs and stuff like that. But at the time, it fucking sucked. We're like, this sucks. We're playing like four people every night. But now, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look back at it and it's like, that was some of the most fun we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And probably where, you know, you're honing your skills and, you know, just getting to work out what it is that you guys are, you know, going to create and, you know, go forward with as well. And um, I asked you this time as well, and I've got written here, you know, some of the, uh, and this is just some of the things that you guys, you know, did as, as a band, but, you know, touring with the Veronicas, Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, playing festivals with silver chair you sold out the sydney opera house you had albums that went number one uh you've been on the front page of rolling stone one channel v uh, music awards many other things as well i mean having all of that happen at such a young age uh how how did you stay grounded or did you stay grounded with all of that happening 
I just, I just want you to follow me around for the rest of my life. And every time I enter a room, just say that and just introduce me everywhere I go. That's pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll call you each day and just say that to you on the phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think the biggest reason that we stayed grounded is we, so all of our crew, when we went on the road, they were all like our friends we went to high school with. Um, I've been with my, my wife now for like, you know, the whole time too. So anytime we sort of did fly a little bit off the rails, mm. we were always pretty quick to pull everyone's heads in, I guess is the word for it. Like it's, it's pretty easy to get carried away too, especially when it, when it first happens, you know, cause you don't go from yep. pretty much anyone kind of recognizing you to you go to the shops and people are like, Hey, you're the dude from that band. Or, you know, you go to a nightclub and like you get, yeah, yeah. you cut the line, you get it for free. And then you like part in the VIP section and you're like, I think I'm pretty cool shit. But then you realize that <laughs> you're not really. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at that age, though, it's like even I guess like the points you're making are so important, you know, like being grounded. And I know, you know, you, you've come from a grounded family and upbringing as well, which I'm sure has helped. But, you know, having all of those things, it's because it's really hard, even if you have all of that. Um, and I know I've come from a grounded family and I was in the media, you know, at a young age when I was suffering from a lot of insecurities and had issues with different things. And it went to my head a bit and I got a, you know, I was getting carried away and, you know, learned the lesson that way. It's, it's pretty hard. It's very alluring, not to you know having that kind of attention at a young age it's sort of you know as a kid what you're taught that that's a pinnacle if you can get that and everyone knows your name you know that's you've achieved you know the the pinnacle of of life is what you feel like as a kid so it's pretty um amazing that you know you you were able to to stay grounded and i think the stuff you're saying in there as well for people listening you know regardless of what we're doing it's so important that we do stay just grounded and remind ourselves you know what the have those fundamentals in our life because um you know whether you're in a big rock band or you're working a corporate job there's going to be ups and downs and like you need that sort of those support systems you know for whatever we're doing 100 percent right and i think it comes down to the other thing no one really talks about is like when you do get to that point there are people that encourage you to be uh, to carry on a bit too you know what i mean like you, you're going to be with people that are in that circle yeah it's just the peer pressure like if no i think we um where we came from Absolutely. like Grew up on the central coast, a, a, a town called Budgiewoo, which is like, it's pretty chill, man. You know, like I'm on the, my, my yeah. claim at the moment is I'm on the Budgiewoo Wikipedia page with like a, a soccer player. So I'm like, fuck yeah, let's see. <laughs> there you go. you. <laughs> That's it. Life achievement. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're set. It's like put on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah. But when we met. Exactly, like, exactly. We met like all our idols and stuff at a pretty young age too. Like we met, um, met Mark Poppers from Blink-182 and stuff like that. And they were just all so cool and down to earth. Yeah, well. You know, when you met people you admire and they're like awesome, you're like, okay, cool. Well, I guess I better pull my head into <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, how difficult was the transition from, you know, having doing all of that to then, you know, when you did break up for the first time and then going and, um, you know, finding going into a more normal line of work and a more normal lifestyle was that was that really hard that transition i can imagine it, it would be um yeah to a degree. Well, i would think it would be <laughs> i really wanted to do it yeah. though. So, so i work in real estate now um right another thing that you always sort of want to do is you always want to challenge yourself too so it's it's good to be the best at something well not so much the best but we were pretty successful at it for so long you're like oh fuck, i wonder if i can actually be successful at something else and that was the other thing too like i didn't want to be yeah, you know, have one thing. I sort of wanted another skill as well, and we all bought property at a pretty young age, and, and we yeah. had some stuff. So 
it's something that we were somewhat knowledgeable about. And so I've been doing that for a couple of years now, but I, I, it, it was humbling more than anything because like when we were doing it, when I first started doing it, we we're actually on tour. Um, we were doing our last tour and I started the job and like on weekends, I, I did shows and stuff like that. So I'd be like, cause I started in real estate, like with no experience. I was a shit kicker, you know, they were like, yeah, go hand out these brochures in like the middle of fucking summer. And it was super <laughs> humbling. <laughs> it was like, it was the most thing ever. <laughs> it was good though. Like it was really, really good. Just realize that like, you know, everyone starts at a particular point and to get where you want to be, you do have to start at the bottom again. It doesn't really matter what you do. And it's, it's fun to sometimes start at the bottom too. I, I kind of enjoyed it. It's like a good challenge and, and, and gives you perspective, you know, and what, what I like, you know, about you from what you're saying or what I'm gathering from you is um, you've, always had this mindset or you have this mindset where you're you don't attach your personal self-worth or your identity to any one you know thing whereas we're you know and that's a, a really bad symptom of what happens in society we're taught you know you know tell me who you are or i'm i'm an actor or i'm an accountant or i'm this or that and that's what I, it's like that's not who you are that's what you do but you're 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 still you know whether you have a job don't have a job do this job have this have that you're still you and you're, you know, and that's, it's a message that we need more of um, than any other time in human history right now, because um, people are, you know, com- comparing themselves through Instagram and, you know, trying to put on these images and show that this is w- what I am instead of just being able to be themselves. And I feel like you've, you know, been really strong in, you know, understanding yourself and you've shown that, you know, through what you've done, which I just think it's such a great message for anyone listening to this um to say that yeah it's a really important thing that means a lot especially like because that's what you you try to do you know what i mean like i i'm a dad now i've got like two young boys and you live your life differently a little bit when you have kids you're like it's not so much you know i want to be this i want to be that it's like well i want to do this for my kids and, and it gives you like a different purpose and at the end of the day like as long as they're good people and you know, they, they put out good into the world that's sort of what i want to do as well and yeah, it's nice to it's nice to do music and it's nice to to do other stuff too. But I, I just want to be in a position where I have freedom to do whatever I want to do. And you know, if that's feeling creative and writing music, so be it. If that's doing something else, like that's it as well. But I, the main thing is, you know, the older I get, the more it is about family time and just yeah. just really being present for my family and being in a position where I always can sort of be around. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more important. And, you know, have being, and then you can just enjoy the other things when they happen, you know, enjoy them for what they are, not be, you know, needing them to validate you. And I think I asked you this last time as well, but in, do you, I mean, from what I've seen, and I know it's a huge issue, mental health in the entertainment industry, have you come across a lot of that and seen that in, um, you know, your experience in the entertainment world uh, that people are having a lot of problems? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm quite fortunate. Like, obviously you do. We, we were in such a good position because like the three of us grew up together, known each other since we were like 14 years old, playing in bands and stuff like that. So we had such a good support network. Of, it was just us three pillars. Like we had management and we had all our friends around us sort of helping us out and stuff like that. But it was always just us three. And we were always there as a form of support for each other. So, you know, one day one's not feeling motivated. The other day they are. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I'll take this on. You can take that on. And it was just a great... It's a really, really, really good system of support that kind of organically happened. But if you're doing it by yourself, it is so hard. And 
you know, you, you, you do come across people like I know people personally that, that have, have been in the industry and they encounter this kind of thing. A lot of it happens when you have success and then you don't have success, you know, which I sort yeah. of see from the outside looking in of some people. And then, you know, that's back to what you were saying of like, well, what is your definition of success? And it's like, if it's, to, you know, to have every single bit of music you release or every single thing you put out be the best, that's just, it's not, it's not really possible. You know what I mean? Like careers have ebbs and flows. It, you, your definition of success should be, you know, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Is there a, is there a sense of fulfillment in you? And sometimes that doesn't come from being the best at what he does. Sometimes it comes to really doing something you're passionate about and believing in. hundred percent, mate. And, um, and like you said before, I'm glad that, yeah, um, you come on again and you feel more chilled out about it this time, but you've definitely, you know, like the whole point of this podcast to what you're saying is not, not to just, you know, we are interviewing, um, wellness experts and people like that, but the core of it, we're actually wanting to talk to people like yourself and people that have just experienced different things. Cause I think we can learn so much from that. And it's not about having any specific, you know, um, uh, scientific or, you know, educational things that you need to say it's more what comes out of it and what you know you can learn from that because i think it just gives people listening such a broad perspective on different areas of how they can you know improve their life and how they can learn so you've given us so much of, of that from chatting chatting in this um yeah and another another question do you have things you do daily to look after your well-being in general i like to go do this with you i really enjoy this because i always like finding out what people do daily <laughs> yeah it's interesting, yeah. It's like stuff you don't normally hear about, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I just yeah. really find it fascinating. Um, so I, I, I try to keep to a pretty strict schedule. Like I'm up at like five thirty, six o'clock every morning with my with my little fella. Like I usually try and go for a run or I try and go for a surf to start every day, either do one or the other and stay pretty fit. Um, and then just try and plan my day out pretty much to a T, as you would know how difficult it is dealing with me and how annoying I am around times. <laughs> But, um, Mate, never having you on here again. This is it. This is last last time. Last time. No, <laughs> no I hope we can. I hope we can do another one. <laughs> um, and then just then just on top of that, like um, I, I like to do a little bit of meditation as well, and, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. Just to, just to, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if self improvement is like the best word for it because it seems a little bit wanky. But I, I like to sort of try and better myself. I, I I've got into reading books like recently too which is something that I, I kind of force myself to do but um yeah it's just just stuff like that i like playing video games too and, and chilling out but more often than not I, I sort of just um yeah try and be as healthy as possible i'm a fucking old man <laughs> <laughs> yeah mate I'm, I'm older than you so um you're you're very young you're incredibly young let's like let's stick at that <laughs> um uh what what are your thoughts on on the current situation in the world? You know, just in general, and on I mean, we're seeing so many different levels to it, and people are suffering a lot because they're of the uncertainty. I guess they're really struggling. You know, have you, what's been your experience with that, and what what what's your view on? Yeah, you know, I guess I think I think that's yeah. the, the biggest takeaway from it. Like, so many people are losing their jobs from it, and then yeah. on the flip side of it, so many people like have had their loans frozen and stuff like that. So. I think a lot of people out there think they're doing better than they're actually doing. Um, there's just a ton of uncertainty and it's, it's, it sucks, doesn't it? Like it's, it's just a really, really horrible thing to be in. And I think the worst thing about it is it's like, no one really knows when it's going to end. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like I was saying before, like you think 
think six months it'll sort of be be taken care of. But like now it's at the point where you see things on TV, like in movies and stuff like that, where they're like, I don't know, out and people don't have masks on and stuff, and you're like, why are you masks on? <laughs> you know, like yeah, exactly. People yeah. like go to shake your hand in real life and stuff. And you're like, oh, it's a bit. I don't know if I should do that. Yeah, it's just a, just a bit depressing, all in all, isn't it? But majorly, yeah, is what it is, eh? <laughs> It's a weird thing, and that's the thing. It's like we don't know when it's going to end and what's going to happen or how long. Or and So, yeah, I guess it really comes back to the stuff that, you know, we're talking about. Just got to be able to try and, you know, look one, one, one step at a time and not look too far ahead and just do things that are, you know, healthy f- for us that we can control because there's so many things that we can't right now. Yeah. Um, and and bef- before we sort of finish this up, yeah, just wanted to ask you, um, how, how have you found your, you know, the current work, and has that still been sort of, you know, going throughout all of this? Has yeah, that been yeah. In, in real estate, it's like the market, sort of the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, yep. where where we where I sort of service, which is like as like uh, it's like right on the beach. It's about an hour and a half north of Sydney. Like it's kind of been good for us. Yeah. Yep. Like me and my brother went surfing on the weekend for like we went surfing by ourselves for like you know, two hours in the middle of nowhere. We have no one around us. And it's like absolutely insane. It's awesome, man. That's why I love it here. And I love raising my kids and stuff here. And it's just chill. It's, oh, yeah. it's just like, I enjoyed being in the city when I was in the city. But yeah, now it's just like, you just didn't find yourself. Are you right in the city in Melbourne? Uh, well, at, at the moment, I'm like actually staying at mum and dad's because I'm, you know, back from overseas. So we're um, out in Williamstown, which is like about 20 minutes from the city. Um, normally I've lived like, yeah, fairly inner city, but, um, it is like, I don't know, like you, there is something about every time I go out into the country or nature, you, you just, you just feel sort of, you can think clearly again. Like it's sort of it's like so nice. Area. That's why is <laughs> everything. That's why I'm loving, like, I can't wait to get back to Vancouver. Like I love living over there because you got the best of, you know, you sort of got enough stuff around you, but then you, you're literally just living amongst, you know, mountains and forests and ocean and, it's I, I reckon that's one of the best things for your mental health, just being around that. It just feels it's amazing. And everyone there is just so happy to be there. You know, like when we Exactly. Started, a lot of people are pretty miserable and they're walking around it's you know, nine to five. Whereas here, like Central Coast man, like it's right on the beach. You don't want to work, that's all good. You go on the dog and just go surfing all day. Yeah, you can't go too <laughs> can't go too wrong, mate. It's pretty good. You'll <laughs> be right. <laughs> it's not bad. Um so I've just got yeah, five closing questions. These are just, you know, we finish everyone with um, every episode with these questions. These are just sort of quick, whatever comes to mind. Um, before I do these, do you, for the people listening, do you have uh, any, if they want to learn more about you or for your next tour, et cetera, is there any, where can they go um, to learn more? Yeah, Where's the best place? pretty terrible at like this plugging stuff. We have like a Facebook <laughs> and an Instagram. Um, it's like short stack if you want to look it up. But yeah, we're going on tour in uh, April, COVID pending um yeah a handful of tickets left for some of them but i think a lot of them are sold out but yeah hopefully we'll be doing that <laughs> hopefully it'll be happening and uh anyone listening if you want to get tickets get in quickly because it's it's probably already sold out so um yeah i think there's some in camera but that's about it <laughs> right okay anyone in camera listening i don't know how many listeners we've got there but we'll see we'll find out after this if you see like when this comes <laughs> you see camera get booked out <laughs> um all right, so these final questions, mate. Um, the first one is, what's your best childhood memory? Um, oh, we, I went on a pretty kick-ass holiday with my parents to Fraser Island. I was really young. 
Um, but yeah, that was pretty good. Apart from that, like just all Christmases and stuff, like we, I had a really, really good upbringing growing up. So yeah, we always, we always had like good family time around Christmas. Yeah, I'm sure there's heaps. Um, what do you, what do you think is currently the biggest burden on mental health in society? Definitely social media, and I definitely yeah. said that last time too. You did definitely say that, and um, I think everyone this is sort of the same. <laughs> and this is why I love doing these questions at the end, though. It's actually interesting. Like, and I reckon ninety-five percent of, almost a hundred percent, have been social media. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing is, no one really knows the long-term effects of it because it hasn't been around for long. Exactly, it's so new. Um, where do you see mental health being um, in society in ten years' time? In the sense of, do you see things um, getting worse, getting better? Things like social media. Do you do you think it's going to um, yeah, I think the um, the external effects of it will be worse, but at the same time, people will make. I think even now, I think we said this last time too. Even when from you and me were younger, like yeah, at the school, if you were you know if you were suffering any sort of mental illness, they'd just be like, "Oh, well, suck it up," you know. Whereas now, yeah. everyone's a little bit more aware that you know it, it's actually a thing to be taken seriously, and even though you can't see sure. it, still is it still is an illness. So I think although the although the causes will probably be significant, the awareness is probably a little bit significant as well. Absolutely, yeah. No, I think it's a really good answer. Um, two two more to go here. Um, what would you say is your personal definition of happiness? Happiness. Um, I think it's to feel fulfilled. You know what I mean. And that's sort of I've had like these last two weeks because I just had the um, just had the second little fella. So I've just been at home and I've just been so happy, you know, like, it's not like mm, I've mm. done anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I haven't created anything or, or, yeah. or made like a huge amount of money doing anything, but I was just around my family just 24 seven, you know, like, especially with my, my eldest son, he's like two and a bit now. So he's like, he's getting stuff. And yeah, I, I think just, just being, just being fulfilled and, you know, not longing for something. And yeah. It's so nice, mate. Yeah. Exactly, and that's when you know, you know, that's what inner peace is, isn't it? It's not not longing for something else, not not specifically having to have done anything crazy. It's just you feeling, you know, you're just enjoying what you know where you are and what you're doing, what you have. That's what me and my wife um, to each other after we had our second son. We just like we just feel so complete, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, there's a good feeling. I can imagine that it would be an amazing feeling, and it, nothing. I, I I can't imagine anything would be more fulfilling than you know than that. Yeah. Um, and draws on the wall with a crayon or something. <laughs> uh, <thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apart from that. Um, final one. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Starting the band was a pretty a pretty courageous thing, like when I look back at it, because like I did pretty well at school and stuff. I've dropped out of uni like I've dropped out of uni three times to do the band and every time it's kind of worked out. So sort of doing that, like we kind of didn't really get down to what my parents when I said, Hey, I'm stopping going to university to be a musician. They were like, well, your band's not very good. Do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I was like, okay. um, but yeah. It's Thanks like, for the vote of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> just whenever you kind of back yourself, you know, and yeah. Yeah. but even if it didn't turn out, like, you know, you got the rest of your life to, for the rest of your life to do you. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Well, you know, good answers, and it's great. I'm really, I'm actually glad that it stuffed up last time because I got to have another chat to you. I really enjoyed it, and um, congratulations again on the the new kid, the new baby. That's yeah, amazing news, and so happy for you, mate. And um, thanks for coming on again. Awesome, mate. I'll catch you later.
This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer. Thanks to Sean Davini for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 